What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to the Three Busted Barstools. You are joined by Barry Kondarian, the Doctor, and the Sasquatch. How are we, lads? Are we all good? A lackluster intro. Really <laughs> <laughs> so Another one. Perfectly honest, it's a reflection of the current Eagles um, scoring. I know this is probably not going out till Tuesday, but at the minute they're down twenty-one to nine. So. I'm in a world of pain. I'm also getting absolutely smashed up in fantasy football yet again. So, just as you mentioned that, as you are an Eagles fan and I'm a Falcons fan, the Falcons are 26 7 up against the Cowboys as you speak. What a fucking time to be alive. I know, yeah. And someone that we, we mutually share a friendship with is a massive yeah. Cowboys fan did text me to say yeah but take joy in the Cowboys so, and it's like it's like Arsenal being terrible and Spurs being terrible as well like it, it doesn't <laughs> you expect the Cowboys and Spurs to be terrible you know they're gonna go straight up and straight in and bring up Arsenal today of all days yeah look I, I don't think I rubbed it in your face and I'm not going to because um, I ignored you when you text me Ah yeah, bro. I sent you a, I sent you a nice text. Yeah, I know, but like, ah, uh, not fucking Calvin Ridley scoring. Too. I think I'm in a bit yeah, of a delay. Again, yeah. yeah, I'm against him in fantasy as well. So yeah, sweet. Okay. Um, Matt Ryan on the bench myself, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, let's not. Let's not yeah. So uh, any other sports basically <laughs> <laughs> for this week? We're actually just not talking about for this week. Yeah. On a, just just a note on any other sports, a um, bit of Irish pride today. Uh, yeah. Sam Bennett from Carrick on Shore uh, with the, the Tour de France. Fair play to you, good man yourself, representing Ireland. Uh, for any cycling enthusiasts out there, it's nice to just give him a mention. Just because he's Irish. If it was if it was Bradley Wiggins, we wouldn't have said that. I don't so, think. You know. um, Did he win? Cyclists listen because they're <laughs> like, being robots. <laughs> um, no, nah, yeah, fair play to him. He's, what did he yeah. do? I want to know. He won the last tour, the Tour de France. Tour de France. It's a big achievement. It's a big achievement, yeah. It is. It is. Um, cyclists are freaks, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, not I don't know. Way, like in a like a athletic sense, yeah. Yeah. they're freaks. Yeah. They're freaks. Like. Yeah. I love but it. Steroids most of the time, though, aren't they? Like really. Yeah. On a sour sporting note, though, all the Irish provinces are now out of uh, Europe in the rugby. Uh, yeah. Leinster shocked defeat by uh, the Saracens. To and then you, Ulster this lost is, today. This is going to sound like a bit of sour grapes, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> the whole Leinster-Saracens thing is technically, I think, it's a bit of a joke. As in, Saracens will not be in English Premiership next year because they've been relegated for breaches in the salary cap. Like, gross breaches. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there is no way that they should have been allowed to continue in the Open competition this year. But look, chances are they could be European championship champions and playing in the Championship. And that's a perfect indication of just how badly they cheated the system. 
So, mm-hmm. possibly sour grapes. They were the better side anyway, to be fair. But... Would you be a Leinster fan in terms of... Yeah. Oh, yeah well, I, I like to see all the Irish provinces do it. <laughs> What's good for the provinces is good for Irish rugby. Like, but... Even Ulster. Um. Yeah. And <laughs> um, yeah, I like yeah. Well, it's like a virus player. Well. For, all our, uh, for all our Northern Irish listeners, I'm sure we have a load of. Um, um, in terms of who else? So Saracens are going to go on and play in a racing metro. Um, so that should be probably the glamour tie. And um, then the stretch. Um, in terms of. Other sports Bundesliga was back as well this year. Uh, this this yeah. week. This week, um, yeah. Bayern Munich absolutely smashed Schalke. Schalke, Jesus, eight 0 yeah. Navri with a, a hat trick as well there. Mm. And they just did um, sign Leroy. Haven't they? Bayern Munich just got. Say again, sorry. Bayern Munich have just got Leroy Sané as well, haven't they? So. That's right, and he scored, yeah, yeah. Which. <coughs> um, do you know it absolutely ties us in perfectly? To our first fan question of the week. Oh, do you do this on purpose, I wonder? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Actually, sorry. How are you, lads? First off, loving the podcast. Excellent stuff. I believe Bayern Munich have been discussed a few times before. There's actually a uh, an RB Leipzig jersey in transit. No. It's on route. <laughs> we'll be here sometime, at some stage still. I'm just wondering what you make of Leon Goretzka and possibly one or two other Bayern players and their, we'll say, transformation. You know, there's people saying it's phenomenal and unbelievable, which it's definitely that, all right. And there's people saying, geez, I can't believe he's kept that pace and that sharpness, but he's that size. All right, yeah. You know, I'm just wondering what you lads make of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bayern Munich are, are squeaky clean. Good luck. And thus, Beric Dundarian went down. The <coughs> it'll, be, it'll be the whole Spanish the open. <laughs> Why are you ruining my point? It's going to make a friend of the show there, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think actually just want to call back to our famous Leipzig jersey. But I also want to reach out and just say to... The gentleman question. He actually left us three fan questions during the week. So what we're going to do is we're going to stagger them, um, and we'll we'll have a, a question answered every week for the next number of weeks. Um, and then secondly, on Leon Gretzka's transformation, it actually reminds me of I don't know if you remember about last year. I said to you on the Christian McCaffrey transformation, mm, I was yeah. like, "That's a gentleman that's four weeks away from a PPD <laughs> yeah. suspension." <laughs> <laughs> I do recall that alright. Um, you know exactly what I'm going to start with, but I'm not going to start with that. I'm going to let you go first, and then I'm going to go down. If I had um, known that you were going to go with this question first, I'd have fully polished my points on that particular <laughs> area of expertise that I can have. I tell you what, it is. It is a strange one in for association football is the use of steroids, performance-sensed drugs, because, and that's performance-sensed drugs, right? Like, you would think the greater advantage is, say, something like EPO or something that's going to increase endurance because association football is becoming increasingly more about endurance as opposed to, like, you look at uh, Amada Matroy 
the fella who's never mm. been in the gym. That's all he claims. <laughs> and he's he's almost a side show, maybe. I don't know. Um I just think like football is increasingly about endurance. So when you look at Leon Gretzka, it would suggest a bit of the German vitamin or the Soviet vitamin rather. Um not only sure if I get the advantage of it in association football. But like when have you ever turned around and said about a professional footballer? Ah yeah, but but he doesn't last ninety minutes. It's a very rare thing. Mm. Like you'd never like you see in other sports, like even like like say boxing or, or MMA or something like that. Like it's always said. Do you know what I mean? Like your cardio is always called into question. So like McGregor is a prime example. Everyone turns around and it's like, oh yeah, but once he gets out of the second, second, third round, he starts fading. Like when have you ever said about a footballer? Uh, you know, but once 60 minutes hits, he, like he's no use. Like it's, it's never said like, you t- like all footballers <coughs> can go 90 minutes. And I don't think there's, I know what you mean though. I know the point you're getting at that it like, would be I don't see the... for a, But would you rather be like if everyone can go ninety minutes, would you rather be stronger over ninety minutes than the players beside you? Yeah. Like I, I don't see strength as a as a huge benefit in football. I think speed no. and I think <clears throat> obviously skill, like obviously we're just talking about kind of biology here, like an, an biological advantages. Mm, like strength is, is is important but it's not as important because if you're overly strong players are going to start diving around you anyway so but I don't think that the players uh, who did he mention there you meant Goretzka Goretzka yeah um, <coughs> there was there's pictures of them all like Lewandowski's one that was on the transformation like who put on significant mental muscle. Um, I think Coutinho was one when he, they, they put one up, obviously the comparison of him playing for Barca and him playing Barca, for Barca. yeah. For, uh, for Munich was quite different. But like, I think as well, people need to realise, like for lads who go to the gym and get their rad beach pumps, like, you know yourself, how you look coming out of a gym how you look 90% of the time all the rest of the time mm. is, is are, are worlds apart like they, they are like but those pictures that people speak are yourself seeing, mate you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those, <laughs> those pictures <clears throat> that like you see on yeah with a pump like, pump, and like then... what's it yeah it's or but not even like a pump like, you know what you see it on like gimme sport or whatever it's called they're pretty professionally taken that plus like like if there's ever a shot of a player in, in, in like game or whatever like it could be 60 minutes in they've like maximum blood pumping through their body yeah like they, know. like they just like the light like there's so much that goes into like a photo do you know what I mean like I don't think a photo is something <coughs> that you can go by as being like look how like obviously they look serious but they're fucking professional athletes like I hope yeah. they're serious Nick like like, there's a picture there of, like, there's two in particular that I'm thinking of. Like, there's one of Seydorf from years ago. Uh, is that the one that they used to, like, the stick to beat Balotelli? They'd be like, look at Seydorf laughing versus 
no, Balotelli one, flexing. Maybe it is. There's one, there's one anyway, and it's like he's like blocking somebody off something like, and his leg is like gigantic, okay. and he's ripped to shreds. Like, and then the other one of like Roberto Carlos's legs, and they're astronomically big. Like. Yeah. There's just like some people are just more muscly than other people. Like Messi's a fucking yeah. Like Messi's not exactly like most muscly person in the world. Like, it's not yeah. to say he's never done steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Like there, there's there's two 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 factors at play here. One, don't be surprised if someone cheats, and two, don't be surprised that someone who's paid to be exceptionally fit isn't good, Nick. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like sometimes people they lose their mind. Sometimes they be like, "Here, like, oh, he's definitely on the juice." No, he's probably just training two times a day, six days a week. Has while well, you're on your third fucking yeah. takeaway, perfect Monday, like, Look, man, like, we can all throw weights around the gym, but when you sat down on a Saturday night and the Chinese comes calling, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Like when when your significant other turns around here and goes, "I'm getting a pizza." Like, fair, fair play to you if you can turn around and go, I don't know, I'm not going to have any. But when, when the garlic sauce is a dripping, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's I'm the getting reason. involved. I don't know about you, but I am. Yeah, I don't know how my girlfriend puts up with me, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> all, in your, all over your face. And um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't, I don't personally think Munich are pumping their boys full of steroids. Mm. But if it came out tomorrow... Munich are pumping their boys full of steroids. I'll be like, that can see that. Yeah. Do you know, do you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. One of these guys, one way or another. Like, <coughs> yeah. I think that particular person does have a touch of a personal issue. Grievances with, against. Uh, with Bayern <laughs> Munchen. <laughs> yeah. As, as clearly, the, a, a diehard Leipzig fan would. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also. Delighted. Like, I need to know. Delighted to hear his jersey's in transit, though. Yeah, I don't know where he about went. About time. About time. Definitely on Wish or something like that, because <laughs> we're talking this since before coronavirus is a thing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know now if, he, if, he's, if he shit the bed a little bit. And, He's like, oh, the boys and obviously listened back to previous podcasts where I was late and then realised that he told me a massive lie the first time he said he was buying it. <laughs> had to rapidly backtrack and spend the best part. He, of he might start calling you out and be like, no, it wasn't a Sheffield Wednesday jersey. It's the third strip for Leipzig. He's two on the way now. And I don't know where they've come from. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, mind boggles. These Leipzig fans, man. <clears throat> yeah. I don't want to have them fans. on the podcast anymore. So guys. Are you getting a, a Leipzig jersey? Did I hear that at the end of the, the question? Yourself? You? No, the other fella. Ah, uh, no, no. I think no, he, I think no. he, uh, he did invite him to get one, though. I think. Okay. Something along those lines. Don't get one. Yeah, Please don't, don't get, get one. one. <laughs> um, no, you're not allowed back in the podcast if you have a Leipzig jersey. <laughs> trying to think about. Um, Sorry, I keep getting distracted by Red Zone. I need to stop watching when we're doing podcasts. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> just, just, sorry, a, a final point just on the, the Bayern Munich steroids. There's only one country that pumps their athletes full of steroids, and that's Spain. In I think days. there's a country with an incredible history of it. Yeah, it's Russia, man. I know what you're saying. <laughs> 
Hold on a minute. And 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 if you don't think it's <laughs> this is a rash call by me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the south of France, especially the rugby playing parts, like that story I've told on here before about Paul O'Connell and Toulon. Like I'll never get over <laughs> that. But they they honestly reckon that a, a 36 year old after tearing his hamstring off the bone will be back in six weeks. You just need to go see a good physio. Like here, come on. I said football in my defence. Well, Russia got Russia got done for 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 no, I know they did. in the Euros. I know they did really well as well. Yeah, yeah, I know they did. Um, but I just wanted to talk about Spain. <laughs> that, that's all. Uh, just to follow up my points about Barcelona that I made last week. The Spanish yeah. footballers aren't the best blokes in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, look who we haven't we haven't uh, got many fans in Iberia at the minute. So uh, well, we might get a few more Portuguese fans. Spain? We might get a few more Portuguese fans. It'd be delighted. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, slow last. Yeah, happy, happy <laughs> that Spain are so from. <laughs> uh, our, our Catalonian cousins will not be visiting anytime soon. No, <laughs> ah, well. Um, yeah, so I suppose other sports going on at the minute. Anyway, um, the NBA playoffs. So you've got the Eastern Conference yes. Finals. You've got the Western Conference Finals going on at the minute. The Lakers are due to play the Nuggets tonight. That'll be game one. The Nuggets, I, I didn't call it, but I was close. I said, I did mention that the Nuggets have won the last couple of series. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I wouldn't say, no, I'm not going to take it because it's not a call. But by God. It's a little it was, bit of a call. It was brilliant. It's not, to not the, a call. It was brilliant to the Clippers. <laughs> um, oh. I watched the replay of that game during the week and playoff P was back. And What's pandemic your P. Clippers? I just don't like. Kawhi Leonard I think that's my gripe with him as well but I can never really put my finger on it and I don't like I'm not honest with George but I like Paul George um, I think he's a bit of a coward mm, well do you know what I mean um, I don't know why I don't like them I think I think it's more speaks of, oh, sorry Pat Beverly as well is, is also a punk yeah but to be honest to be 100% honest with you I think it's just wanting to see LeBron win um, yeah, okay. Um, I think that's that's probably the main reason. I, do you know what it is? I'll tell you exactly who it is. Skip Bloody Bayless. That's who's made me hate because he yeah, slated, he used to slay Kawhi for leaving the Spurs and then the minute he joined the Clippers just to try to get one over on our boy, Shannon Sharp. Club Shay Shay. Yeah, what a man. Um, riddle me this Skip Bayless is a Spurs fan, no? He is, yeah, but uh, he's been, he he's is, been yeah. kind of this year. He's yeah, been, he's got full clippers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, try, yeah. try to get the... Uh, it's, um, just, it's just a good argument to have, to be honest, which I don't think he actually generally believes. It's just it kind of... I wouldn't even say it makes good television, but it makes maybe controversial television. Um, the, the way the playoffs have gone so far, the Lakers are the ones who look the best, I think. Yeah, now the only thing I'd say, and maybe it's another bit of a call, Boston Celtics were down to 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 zip, and Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown had to be separated. Marcus Smart went off and won. They won the game last night. The last two times the Celtics have made it to the Eastern or have made it to the NBA Championship Finals, they've started two and zero as well. Um, um you, yeah, yeah, okay. it's not a call, but I will give you. Yeah. Um, 
what I would say is though, like game for game, I think the whoever comes out of the East would be more tired than whoever comes out of the West because I I just personally I think the Lakers are gonna that sweep the Nuggets. I, just I don't think so. That's okay. That's, that's your okay. call. Um, yeah, and this is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they're gonna sweep them, even if they don't sweep them, mm. even if it goes four three. That Celtics Miami series is a hundred percent gonna go to game seven. I think. Mm. Again, just my call. Yeah. Um, um, how good is Jimmy Butler? Man? He's just a pig, and anyway. I just he, love I, this whole walking around in um, like selling coffee in the bubble. And... He's just amazing. Like, he, but like his his defense work last week. In game, was it last week? No, probably it wasn't actually last week. It was of game one, I think. Okay, ah, oh, now I've lost it. Now I watched the game. Mm. Um, I think it was game one of this current series. It was just unbelievable. Like, like the yeah. last, I think the last eight points or something. He scored six assists to the other one, um, and got like two or three steals. Yeah, like just. Winning, I just love his his shithousery. Like he's just he's, selling coffee to all these players, and all he's doing is you know like the walk in, which is kind of famous in, in NBA where they've all like you see yeah. Russ in some outlandish outfits, whatever. His is just him promoting his coffee brand. It's just like <laughs> big face coffee or something. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it's mad. Um, I I heard uh, Rondo's brother is the barber in the bubble. He himself and Russell Westbrook had words, I think. That's what I was saying. Yeah. That's, that was the point I was going to make. The, they got into an argument. Obviously, there was something from the, from the, like, the sideline or whatever. And I, yeah. I don't think Russ could get a haircut for that. For the rest of the time in the bubble. <laughs> so <either route. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The bubble has been mad, though. Like, as in, you look at the Phoenix Suns going unbeaten and not making the playoffs. You look at your man TJ Warren from the Indiana Pacers just going lights out. You look at, like, Miami, Miami, they probably weren't favourites in the East anyway. Um, and up until last night, they were 10-1. They're now 10-2. and two. You look at the Bucks pretty much being eliminated straight away. Like, you look at the Nuggets as well. Like, it's been a wild, and I don't know if it is the bubble as such that's had an impact on is it the bubble or is it the fact that these players can kind of play without, I wouldn't say without any pressure, but I think no it's fans fair like. to say pressure is greatly reduced. Like, no, you know, yeah. The NBA gets tasty, a lot tasty, like, because nothing ever happens, but like, do you ever see, like, playoff basketball as well in particular? Like, you know, when a team goes to say, like, can you remember when? Say Cleveland were playing Golden State in the finals the year LeBron won, and like Clay Thompson's there taking a free throw, and it's just a wall of people behind mm. them trying to put them off. Yeah. Whereas now, th- that's not there. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, the like the professionally playing at the highest level. Like, but at the same time, that must be nice. It's a it's a welcome change. Like, do you know what else is huge as well? Of comfort. What else is huge as well is there's no home court advantage. Yeah, exactly. The best yeah, team doesn't have no, home court advantage. It doesn't matter, like, oh, you're 
they no don't traveling. matter essentially like. and there's no traveling either you know you're not playing two games and then traveling 400 miles Do you know to play a game in, in a day's time yeah. yeah yeah true true yeah there's like I'd say there's a couple of factors but like I don't think there's an excuse to play worse than the bubble personally which is yeah. what I can't understand yeah. about Paul George like there's not really an excuse away from family sure when you got past the first round you're allowed to bring a yeah I look at yeah. there like do you know what I mean I like Paul George personally but like my god like I think though it might be that like he was playing horrific it might just be that like a lot of other players because of the benefits we've kind of listed out everyone was just kind of on point and if he was slightly off it kind of stood out more type thing but it's interesting I do think he was bad though oh yeah he was terrible <laughs> like, yeah, like he was like that's what I'm saying he was bad yeah. like, he was pretty bad like yeah. um, I always wanted uh, I was always a fan of Paul George like more so Pacers Paul George than OKC Paul George or can I get on the hype train for two years wanted, yeah a little bit yeah. Um, I wanted him to go to the to the Lakers when LeBron went and do you remember it was the whole like oh who's going to be the second star like pre-AD obviously like I always wanted it to be Paul George I always thought they'd be Delphi yeah my god am I happy that he didn't go yeah um, someone someone brought this point up I can't remember who it was it's actually kind of quite interesting um, is Antonio is that Antonio <laughs> is AD LeBron's Best partner in crime. No, you think it's Wade? Yeah, but see, like the person who did, who did anyway made a lot of arguments. It kind of swayed me. Um, it was basically that. I'd like, actually say he's, I say he's fourth personally. Okay. I think it goes Wade, Kyrie, Bosch, Nah, 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 Kyrie. <laughs> My hair. When they beat the when they beat the um the Warriors. That specific series, or that that specific year, I'm having Kyrie. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll agree to this. No, no, but I agree with you in the sense that, like, if we're talking overall players, AD is much better than Kyrie. The only reason I'm saying I put Kyrie in there for is because season. for that season, yeah. say we right. Actually, that's probably a wild show, but that was my reason behind it. I'm gonna yeah. put AD over Kyrie, but I think Bosch is better than Kyrie, uh, better than AD personally. Yeah, I, I always kind of felt that Miami, Miami Heat got the, not the worst, but when they got Bosch, they got him when he was in, in decline. Yeah, um, I don't think he, he left his best years in Miami. Anyway. Um, Sorry, just as to have it as a, if it was between him and Wade, it's, it's Wade, I think. Personally. Yeah, the, that, that was another argument too, that the Wade's best years were when he won the NBA championship with, with Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's when he was a bad man. I met him that those yeah. years. Let me tell you. Every time that story. When I was in Orlando. This is serious. I have his hat upstairs somewhere. I need to dig that out. Gave me his hat. I was a young 16-year-old boy. He signed it for you? Yeah, he did. Nice blow. One of the nicest blows I've ever met in my life. Jeez. I was so like, imagine like... So would he be above myself and the doctor on the list? Or... Yeah, he would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would. If I could have a podcast with him, you two are out. Ah, yeah, you know you, you're, a lot, you're a lot more popular, to be honest with you. Uh, and don't take this the wrong way, but it wouldn't be because of you. But I wouldn't have the sponsorship of the square ball. Yeah. And 
Do you know what I mean? Without that, what am I? You know? Yeah, and probably, as soon as you mentioned that, it's actually a fantastic time to take a break and have a quick word from our. You swear I just threw that up and just was just ready to get something now. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. This episode and all episodes in season two are produced in partnership with the Square Ball. The Square Ball is located just off Marion Square. It has dozens of screens showing televised sport and award-winning barbecue, making it the perfect spot in Dublin to catch the game. For more information or to book in, please visit the-square-ball.com. Thanks. Hello and welcome back to the second part of the second episode of the second season. There you go. All the twos. Um, All the twos. Yeah, so I suppose another round of the Premier League is probably the first full round we've had of the season. Yeah. The team sides out last weekend. So yeah. Do you want to bring us through them roughly, the doctor? Or? Yeah, just there's another two games to be played tomorrow. Uh, four games yesterday. Four games today. At the moment, it's uh, Leicester and Borley are playing, and that's one all. But over those eight games, it's been 34 goals scored. Very high scoring affair in Everton West Brom. Leeds full up at the Southampton and Spurs today. So far, all the way teams have won as well. Um, as a Man United fan, not the happiest with that performance or result yesterday. Actually, quite shocking. Penalty. But the controversial penalty is right. They took, they must have wasted about eight minutes on that whole scenario. Like, yeah. Went back and played, then decided it was a penalty, then decided it had to be retaken because the hay was off the line. It's just a, it's just a mess. But I think... Um, Do you know what else find it ironic that a Manchester United fan is claiming a controversial penalty? <laughs> <laughs> it's because it didn't go her way. But... Um, exactly. Sorry, yeah, just to like put across there. Aaron Jones yeah. has just scored an absolute mammoth touchdown there. A rush or a pass? A rush. He he just decided I'm off. And He's gone. Took it took it to the house, and it just so happens that I have him on both my fantasy teams. So carry on, <laughs> doctor. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like Graham Sunas and uh, Patrice Evero in studio, and even even they were saying, right. It's the letter of the law, but that's fucking disgraceful. Well, they didn't say fucking, but they said that's disgraceful. Would and that was kind of... <laughs> Would have got a lot more was, viewership if they did. Yeah, that. yeah. I'd say Sunas might have, did he? <laughs> you never know. But uh, another uh, bit of controversy. Um, did you hear this one about Patrice Everett saying that Zaha was apparently in a relationship with Moise's daughter and Sky News had to I issue an apology? Was. Just about to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. A social media were going mad. They were like, ever went there live on TV? Like, he said he not was in a relationship, but had an affair with her. Fair, had an affair, yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> he said it. Like, I think I, have the, I think I have the video of it on a, on WhatsApp. I'll send it on to you so we can even discuss it in further depth next week. But like, he more or less said, like, he was essentially given. Zaha a compliment and was like yeah, yeah. When, when when he was with United like he used to be a nightmare on the training pitch like he like how good he was and he's like 
Yeah, and then like you know that whole thing with like him and Moisey's daughter, and you know we never <laughs> seen him again. Then I was like, like, yeah, but um, uh, Ever's a bit mad anyway, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's nuts. He's yeah, but uh, he's nuts. Yeah, delighted for Van de Beek though getting a goal on his debut, which is good. Even though we started on a bench, didn't see him. There's memes going around about it already because the camera pans him. He's just kind of like sitting there. He's like, and you know, all the ones like, I'd like to go back to Ajax now. I heard a great stuff from from a Liverpool fan, so you know it's fucking horrific, but it's quite it's quite good. Danny Van de Beek has won has lost more games for United at home than Sadio Mane has at Anfield, and Sadio Mane joined Liverpool 2016. Jesus. Oh my word. Jeez, and they're gonna be unbearable this year. <laughs> just I know, say, yeah. They're unbearable enough as is. Like. Yeah, they've had some good signs as well, Thiago and Diego Yaha from uh, Wolves. Yeah, from Wolves, yeah, yeah. Small little signing. Um, still a few days to go. See, yeah. Uh, actually, I meant to say, did you see Wolves' uh, new? I don't know if they're away or they're. I think you'll find it's actually the Portuguese home strip. Exactly. Yeah, they're toured when I put that up on the story. Yeah, it's it's mad. Like, it's, like it's Google. Portugal jersey with a different badge. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. The club with so many Portuguese players and oh, no, yeah. manager and stuff like. But yeah, yeah, serious club. Loads. Serious. Yeah, serious club. Jesus. And they play that's... unbelievable football as well. Like, I have a lot mm. of time for for them. Yeah, which, which yeah. is mad, mad. Like when you consider, like, say the early 90s when they were just a yo-yo side they were up and down up and down up and yeah. down and up and down like, yeah um, there's actually speaking of, just to, to take it off topic slightly you know the way there's like the last couple of months there's loads of these like stories coming out we'll say like the, the ever one with uh, Zaha Did you see the one about uh, Dermot Desmond wanted to bring Alex Ferguson to Celtic after they won the treble so basically in 2000, because Dermot Desmond had a share in Man United as well and tried to take Ferguson to Celtic. He obviously tore it down, but he was saying he had actually eyed up his replacements and Fergie's replacements take over from him at Man United at that time where Martin O'Neill, David O'Leary and Alan Corbishley. That's gone back to the year 2000. Well, that's Alan madness, Gar- isn't it? Alan Corbisley was hot shit at that stage because what he did. Alan Corbisley was hot shit at that time, actually. He was like, say, what Eddie Howe has been at Bournemouth, like at Bournemouth, yeah, yeah, up and coming manager, like. yeah. But I'm then, uh, there might be a touch controversial. Go on, but, but maybe, just maybe, Ferguson wasn't the best judge of who should fucking replace him. <laughs> Because yeah. if they're his people and his actual choice of who should replace him was fucking Moisey. Maybe he's not the best judge. Mm. Maybe he's not the best judge. Well, to be fair, right? Because he can't have it all, right? You've got to you've got you've got you've got to look at those those managers, right? Of where they were, as well as Moisey. Yeah. Moisey was largely heralded for the job he did at Everton because what he job was that, though. Ah, look, kept them exactly. No, 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 no. Yeah, he kept them at mid table, but you've got to bear in mind the budget he had. Yeah, true. Yeah, which is which is like you can't just slate someone and say, oh, like 
your man Nuno, is, I can't even pronounce it, the Wolves manager, is he uh, doing a good job? N- Nuno. Yeah. Oh, Espirito Santos. Yes. No, I'm, that's not who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of that poor young man that died of... Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you're thinking of your Nuno man from there. Uh, Nuno, Nuno de Frente, yeah. Oh, the, the, the... <laughs> I thought that's who you Go on. Fernando, was it? Fernando Nuno de Frente. De Frente. Pretty uncle. The match had to be abandoned because of that. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but my point yeah, is, like, no, he's doing a serious no job. Budget, yeah, yeah. But, like, but with, like, if he's there for five years and they win nothing, and he goes off to somewhere else. Would you not say, which is he'll do a good job there with the money? Like if, if he's there five years, uh, Wolves are in the round Champions League. Probably never really get it, but the Europa League, they're always fifth, sixth. <laughs> and then Real Madrid come in offer him. You will turn around and you will say, "Geez, that's a good idea. Give him a bit of money. <laughs> see what he can do." Yeah. And at that okay. time, Alan Carbersley was hot shit because of what he'd done at Charlton. Yeah. Really, <clears throat> don't forget, managed Leeds to a Champions League semi final. In 2001, yeah. So that that he was a good option, and Martin O'Neill. Well, was he at he was at Celtic at the time? Was he? He was. Uh, he would have been at Leicester, but Leicester. he went to Celtic on that recommendation. Yeah, that recommendation. yeah. So that's. But he was doing a good job at Leicester. He was doing a good job at Leicester. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, like it, you're realistically speaking, you're only one bad job away from your whole reputation. Like, look at Jose and. The, the fall yeah, he's that not man one has. Bad job though. He's no, he's a series of bad jobs. I know, but once once you get the one bad job, like because Moisey, I go reference. Then he did, then he did Man United, and then he was terrible there, and then he's been terrible yeah. since. Jose was good at Chelsea, was good at Inter, and then came back to Chelsea and was good. No, Madrid in between. I don't forget. Madrid well. in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, do you know. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. The the only thing that I'd argue in the defence of I can't pronounce his fucking name either. No, no, Asanto. No, no, Asanto. Something else. <laughs> yeah, there's a third bit on there. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, but I'd argue in his defence. If he was to go somewhere else, I would go. Yeah, let's give him a try because of the fact he has. Maybe not now. They're probably a decent side, uh, but kind of last year and certainly the year before, um, it wasn't a great team. Like, it was a bad Wolves team, probably. But he always had them playing good football. Like they always played attractive football. Like since they've come up to Premier League, it's 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 good football. David Moyes would know good football if a bit on the fucking nose. Like Everton never played good football. It was lump it up to Fellaini and Stevie Painter. You used to peel off the fucking the ball, the drop ball, and, and fair. nick a goal. Don't, don't, what I'm an not unsung, slaying Stevie Taylor, right? <laughs> what an unsung hero. He was, do you know what, right? He was okay at Everton. He was class at Ajax. But he went to Tottenham then after that, and he wasn't that bad. Uh, I think he was absolutely horrific at Tottenham. Like every player that's ever played for Tottenham. Correct. <laughs> Lining you up for it, bro. Um, <laughs> but, but you know the point I'm making? Like, I, I obviously have a particular <laughs> distaste. For David Moyes, as he's done two stints at my beautiful football club, and since not so well either of them, but like he never <coughs> played good football, like it's always bad football. And I don't think, like, even when he had the money, he bought horrifically, mm. like, horrifically. 
and he's kind of done that everywhere. Like, he's you know he, like, something? His history of buying poor. Do you know what I'm going to say? Something here, right? And I'm not even sorry. This segues fantastically. This segues fantastically into our next fan question. It's almost as if we don't plan it. Yeah. <laughs> Which coach has changed their sport the most and should be considered the best coach ever? There we go. Well, um, caller. Maybe next time you could introduce yourself. The caller's and name. And you could also say, <laughs> to be fair. sorry, I'm not talking over you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe next time, Carly, you could introduce yourself to the podcast. And then maybe you could open with, hi, lads, doing a great job, like everybody fucking else. Okay. Cheers. It's an interesting one, right? It's a good question. It is a good question. Because me and my cantankerous brain would say, just because you've changed your sport the most doesn't mean you're the best coach. As in, there's a huge, like, Someone who takes over at, say, a Bayern Munich. Like, you're guaranteed to win every year. So, in the record books, you might be the best co- coach in Bundesliga history. But then, if you change the game, like, it's. There's two questions, really, in that. Yeah. And it's two this separate is my answers. Gripe, this is my major gripe for Guardiola. That I've said, we've actually had this talk before, isn't just me and you personally. Like, my massive gripe for Guardiola is the fact that he can. He goes somewhere, and it's the team is essentially already made for him. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but everyone will argue and say, "Geez, he's a very good manager." I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but what I'm just saying is, like David Moyes, maybe he's niched to the sense that like he's not going to buy great. Could he, he do needs, it? Look, he needs an un- unlimited budget. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he, like you telling me, the, like there you go, prime example. Like, can he go down and fucking Stoke? And finish seventh, maybe mm. not. Like, doesn't mean he's a bad manager, but maybe he's just a manager in the right position. If you know what I mean. Mm. Um, another thing about Pep, we were on the topic of Pep that I absolutely fucking hate is he'll announce, he'll announce it on like in a February, in February, like, oh, by the way, next season I'm taking my talents to Manchester. Scum. Oh, it's scum. Like, no time for it. I remember when he did it to Man City and it was like um, Pellegrini it was Pellegrini wasn't it it was over that time was it Pellegrini yeah, it would have been yeah, yeah. and I'm just like well Man City are going fine like how can you do Pellegrini like that I think they actually won the league that year as well like I was like ah oh, terrible but look um, if I was to give my answer and this is going to shock you better not be fucking rugby league like, uh, no, <coughs> gotta go with the Bulgar fans here Greatest coach to change his sport the most is Bill Belichick. And I'll tell you why. Because that organization has no Super Bowls without Bill Belichick. There we go. Was that your equivalent of a mic drop? Nah. It's only a new mic. I don't want to drop it. Yeah. Uh, Don't be going fucking breaking our our new investments. (laughs) No budget. Um, Because if you break that, you buy it. (laughs) There's so many many fans that will say like New England is the best team in the NFL or whatever. They don't really know. And they don't know the history behind it. And they don't know the years of hurt and suffering that that organization went through and the fans of that organization went through. I just think he's 
he is probably the best best coach. You always see it though, like even if you're walking through the likes of town or something, like you'll always see somebody. They'll either have like a Patriots T-shirt on or like a Patriots hat or something. Woolly hat in the winter. Woolly hat in the winter, exactly. You know, now I'm not saying like fucking you can't wear a woolly hat in the winter, but a lot of them people, if you were to walk, walk up to them, now I could be fucking wrong here, like do you know what I mean? But you yeah. could walk up to somebody and be like, oh, is that a Patriots hat? It's like, yeah, yeah. They were the best. They're the best team and fucking whatever. Like Tom Brady used to play for. Them. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like. How are they getting on in fucking ninety nine? Yeah, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know I I, I agree with the point you, you made there. Kind of. Like, well, like I do. I just think he changed, not just the sport, but it, the organization and stuff. And he's still doing it. Like, um, he's probably and I, and I say that true, <laughs> great yeah. great thing because I hate that organization that man. Tearful does. Yeah. Um, so you're going with Belichick, would you? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Doc, you go next, Derek. So I feel uh, I feel like we're probably on the same one. Yeah, I'd reckon uh, <coughs> Jim Gavin. Oh, surprise! Oh, really? Surprise! Surprise! I wouldn't have went with that one. I didn't yeah. think that's who you were going to say. No, yeah, definitely, yeah. To be honest, yeah. No, Sean Boylan. <laughs> no, Sean Boylan. No. He's, he's um, but it, if if you look at if you look at like throughout the years or throughout the last number of decades. Like Dublin won, won All Ireland in the eighties, eighty three I think it was against Galway, and then ninety five, and then they did wait another sixteen years. Right, yes, that did start under Pacquiao, and then he walked away, and then Jim came in and wins like six All Irelands in seven years. Five in a row. Are going to be absolutely. The Colchies can say whatever. The Colchies can say whatever they want to. It's a strange one. Right? Tell you what's a strange one, right? Is that like no one's like okay, Dublin are dominant, like, but they won't always be dominant, and they haven't oh, always. Because been... the money that they've gotten. Yeah, the money. And like, and like oh, oh split the money. Into... Oh, what about the population? Split, split into... into yeah, yeah. just. Bitter bastard. I'm not like all that. The no, I'm not like They're that. bitter. There is a load of bitter cultures sitting in there. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Shining their rifles, just hoping one day that fucking Conor Callahan gets a career in. And tell you, that's, that's <laughs> tell you actually, you'll enjoy this, uh, Doctor. I was reading an article about 2011 Tipperary Miners. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. They bet the Dublin Miners yeah. had Paul Mannion. They yeah. all, all the best players, whatever, like of the last decade or whatever. And it was kind of like a where are they now? Yeah. Because that team also went on to lose in the final of the under-21s, I think, the following year to Tyrone. Yeah. They, were, they were better off the field, not like sports-wise, but like physically better off the field. Yeah. I've never seen like a greater group of just athletes, not footballers. Like there's two or three of them that have made it in the AFL. There's four or five of them playing League of Ireland, but they never. And two, I think two of them have All Ireland hurling medals with Tip, but they never actually transitioned mm. to football. I just you'd enjoy that article if I was gonna recommend anyone to. I must try and find the yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, I think I actually may have. I I don't think I I read it, but I think I came across it when mm. I was scrolling through Facebook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. They had that. That team had, uh, yeah, Paul Mannion. I think Conor Callahan, uh, Jack McCaffrey. 
and uh, obviously a, a couple of other lads. Now, there were five or six big names that would be mm. in the, the Dublin panel now who were kind of seniors and have their, their yeah. three or four medals well, uh, mm, in level under their belt. Don't think, don't think uh, Johnny Small was on it. I, don't, I can't remember. Uh, John Small was him, Kieran Kilkenny and Brian Fenton around the same year. And then, what you don't know uh, what year that was, no? It's, um, they're all born in '93, so it could have been 2011. Could have been 2011 as well, yeah. I think it actually was. To be honest, mm. it was good. It's good art. It's good, good reading. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I actually missed what you said, just because there was a crack in our in our internet connection. Don't worry. Ah, okay. Don't worry. It's all good. You'd be able to listen to it on Tuesday. Right. I just want to be able to retort and offend you now, as opposed to having to wait an entire week. No, it was it was, it was nothing negative about Dublin. Don't worry. It was about it was more <laughs> a thing about tip and an arc edge. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to go with Jim Gavin, but Jim Gavin's a good one. I wouldn't have thought of Jim. Yeah, Gavin. it's a good one because he—I mean—he has a good philosophy. Like he's—he's he's all around this this whole leadership philosophy of like making sure that he gets the best out of his players and that they get the best out of each other and stuff like that. Ah, geez, yeah, no a very, very, very wise man. No one's ever thought of like discussing leadership in a sporting environment. Like groundbreaking today. A visionary. Um, One thing I will say to back up your point there, he did kind of revolutionise the kind of short kick out. I suppose it was him and Jim McGuinness who kind of done it really. It's more that Ulster Ulster style of football. It's more that Ulster style of football, yeah. He may have, yeah, he may have like maybe. But he made it, it, he refined it. Yeah, I think. But there was definitely a move in Gaelic football, hand passing, short kick outs came from Ulster football. Um, And sweeper as well, I suppose. Yeah. Um, That's Donny Gall to a T, sweet persistent. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just think Carl Lazy. I think that uh, I do think Jim McGinnis made it better. Not Jim McGinnis, sorry, Jim Gavin made it better. Gavin, now, actually, now there's an good. argument for you there. There's an absolute argument we'll have there. Did he make it better through coaching, or did he make it better because he'd better footballers? Donny Gall one and done. <sighs> there's a very good question there. I'm, I'm actually yeah. That's probably I, I think the two kind of yeah, it's yeah. right twice a day yeah um, they probably need each other somewhere in the middle mm. like that I think they, they would complement each other the coaching standard and, and the the standard the, the athletes as a footballer themselves I, I, I do I do think that you are right in the sense that like that Dublin group and even the Dublin group currently I, I, I think they are like a like a special group of mm. players, um, but like Doc said, they, they there was a special coach. It was a perfect storm when you look at it. Really, like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. like Jim Gavin came in and like made this brilliant culture of just excellence. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, had the players to do so, which has nearly like stayed now. So if you're going on to that Dublin team for argument's sake, you know you have to be at a certain level, like, and I think that's why the people that are coming in behind, say, yeah. Brown, that whole culture much. thing, though, like, it's it's not like say a new thing. It might no, have been a not. new thing to GA, maybe. Mm. Um, I remember 
reading a thing about the All Blacks. This is a this is a good one for you, right? Um, yeah. Good out of yarn. So the All Blacks won the first Rugby World Cup in 1987. Yeah. And then they were favourites every year afterwards. And the next one they won would have been 2011. 11, yeah. New Zealand. And what happened is they lost in 2007 World Cup in Cardiff to France. And they were like, how do we blow that? I don't know if you remember that. If anyone remembers that game, they were just hammering on the French line. And the French, the way sometimes they can just show up, just would not let them through. And they kept going for tries, kept going for tries. When they counted as penalties, they actually could have won it on penalties. They brought a specialist in um, shortly thereafter. And they were like, like, how can we not get these players across the line? We produce the best players every year. We're favourites every year. And we, we light the tournament on fire. And when it gets to the current stages, we always lose. So the, this specialist spent a bit of time watching the players and how they went, whatever. And then... Um, like prior to this, the All Blacks are the best of the best. They'd arrive, they like say they were playing in South Africa one week and they're playing in Australia the next week. They'd wake up in the morning, they'd go for their breakfast. They wouldn't go back up to their room. They'd just get on a bus, go to the airport. When they got to their airport, or to their hotel in Australia, their rooms would be set up identical to how they left in New Zealand. That meant that they'd crack team going up, packing all their stuff and getting it to Australia before mm. they arrived. So this specialist was there and he goes, there's three ways of handling sport. He said, there's a, Space Mountain, you know, the, the ride in um, Disneyland. Yeah. You're up and you're down, it's dark, you don't know why you're up and you're down. You just, that, that's usually amateur sport or low level. He said there's White River rafting. You're up and you're down, but you can see why you're up and you're down, you can fix it, you can work with it. And then he said there's America's Cup, um, which is the sailing competition. He said it's the best of the best, you have the best of the best, best athletes, best equipment, and it's just a straight run. Who can get there the fastest? And he said, you are um, America's Cup. And they were like, oh, geez, well, let's go to here. But why are we losing? He goes, no, no. You need to be White River rafting. What's happening is your players are so con- uh, conditioned that like, they arrive in Australia. Luggage is lost. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to react. They don't know how to overcome. So when they go into a game situation and things go against them, they don't know how to react because they're so used to everything going to plan. Um, yeah. Good, so. good, good front runners, like, but yeah. kind of a little bit of adversity. For yeah, power. can't deal with the adversity. Yeah, um, I agree with what you're saying. What you do need to take into account, though, is GA is still an amateur sport. Yeah, uh, yeah. These Look, boys, it have, is. These yeah. Boys, no, no, don't start. Don't true. Start. No, but true. I'll tell, tell you what it is. These I'll boys t- have to go to work on Monday. On Monday, true. Yeah. They do. Well, not the day yeah. after an All-Ireland final, but yeah, <laughs> generally. You can culture face all you want there. Well, uh, they still have to go to work. Some of the, and some of the do and some of the don't, mm. is what Who I would doesn't? say to that. Who doesn't? Um, I'd, say, I'd say it's a lot more amateur in Leitrim than it is in Dublin for the players. In terms of what they have to do in the Monday morning after a game. I, like, see, this is, this is the problem. I, well, well, let me. I used to. Work, you bit me in the problem. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Right, here's a, here's a fact for you. Right, I used to work with a former Dublin player's fiance. I'm not going to name it on, on name. air. No, I'm not going to name it on air. Name. I'll name it off air. Okay. Um, Which I will and, name next one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the, this, this was kind of maybe four or five years ago. So yeah, we're talking big Dublin, and in she the, said in, in that game. squad there was five of them with jobs. I see. I, that's not true, though, and I know for a fact it's not true because I could. If you could, there's I a lot of them in college the that I know have jobs. 
there's a lot of college there's a lot of money as you think yeah well look well maybe it's changed but at that time she was said there was five of them that have to get up and go to work on a monday morning but i'm not saying they just don't have jobs but it might be part-time jobs it might be but that's like saying that like you have to work nine to five. Like they still have to work. Like it doesn't matter. Like if you you say play on a Sunday, you might play the Lancer final on a Sunday. Maybe Lancer finals, bad example. Yeah. You might have to play the whatever. open round the Lancer championship. Open round say. the Lancer championship. Like you might not be in work at nine o'clock Monday morning, but mm. like shift work exists. Like do you know what I mean? No, I know that. But these, I think our point these people, was like they do they do work. Like do you know what I mean? Our like, whole point was there was five of them with full time jobs. And, was, and, what, what, and the, what the point there is what, like, that fucking Jimmy Barry Murphy down in Cork had to work every damn Sunday and Monday of his life to play <laughs> hurling for the fucking Rebel County. Like, <laughs> well, do you know what I'm saying? Like, get the boat. Like, they're they're amateur. They are amateur. Stephen mm-hmm. Cluxton, prime example, is a fucking skill teacher. Like, you telling me that he didn't have to go in on Monday? Oh, well, school, the school and teacher. I school teacher. Because I know a lot of people that he taught. The school he teacher is, 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 is the perfect job. For an intercounty bubble. Mm. That's why so many of them do it. Um, anyway, widely sidetracked. Who is your best manager? Oh, I was trying to think one. I don't. I don't actually think I have one. I'm very. Surprised I thought you. Were, to be honest with you, right? I thought you were gonna go with Ferguson. Mm. Which was uh, w- w- like, which kind of has now thrown me off because I would probably say Ferguson, but he, he, to answer the question, he hasn't really revolutionised the game. Well, like I'm you surprised. Said earlier, I'm surprised. I'm not finished yet. Did <laughs> <laughs> you stop bloody interrupting me? Be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, who do you think? Go on, I let you speak now. No, who do you think no, 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 no. Because if I, I speak now and it's not, then I can't say, I knew it when you do No, say. You, you go on, go on, go on, say it. I'm going to say Mr. Kavanagh. Why? Because of what he's done for your favourite sport in this country. In this country, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think... The membership's on the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that particular. Hmm, I don't know if he has revolutionised the game. Okay, one. that's fair. I okay. think I think that if you are going down to MMA's revolution as such, what do you want to call it? A revolution, or if depends on who you're talking to, could have pushed the sport to a bad place. You'd be looking at McGregor, Conor McGregor himself that has mm. technically done that due to his brash trash talking that not everybody is a massive fan of. Um, yeah, but, but I that's, know something what that, that's something that like that existed in boxing decades ago. Like, do you know, like yeah, it did. You're hundred percent agree with you. But the term money fights never really existed pre McGregor. Um. Oh. The entire, the entitlement of athletes never really existed pre McGregor. Oh, and I'm I not think... saying the entitlement of athletes. I'm talking strictly about you now, or not, I'm strictly MMA here. Not oh, okay. Mm. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. The entitlement of athletes. I do think they should be paid more than they are. 
but there is like there's a line there like as in they all used to give out it's like oh McGregor's paid so much money and X amount of this and X amount of that like but like he's fucking bringing it in like, do you know what I mean mm. so like I know you say Kavanagh is probably the coach but like you have to realise a coaching team for an MMA is not it's not like the likes of what you said like a, a Jim Gavin or a or a Belichick well it's, I suppose it'd be more similar to to, to Belichick than, than Jim Gavin as you do have say a a head coach and you, you'd have coaches underneath you then say mm. doing like an offense coordinator defense coordinator but like like when you look at MMA like John is technically Connor's head coach but Owen is there Owen Roddy's striking coach um, your man Sergey is the wrestling coach like John is jiu-jitsu coach but like at the same time then he has an abundance of strength and conditioning lads um, like he, he does bits with your man Edo Portal like movement stuff and all like there's a lot of cogs in that wheel and I think if you're looking at say I think Connor has a lot to do with that do you know what I mean like and I think you, you could what would nearly go against saying that John is the best coach is the not lack of success but say the fact that there's other athletes so say like the likes of Paddy Hulahan now Paddy's a different case because he had like a blood condition or whatever but like Carl Pendrick who came into the UFC at the same time they don't have the same success as Connor so it's like again I'd probably say perfect storm John's kind of calmness mixed with McGregor's kind of yeah it, it worked well and mm. still working well to this day so I wouldn't say him as coach I would probably lean more towards, like, like I said earlier, I'd say Ferguson. Just, I just think, just like you can't argue with the man. Like, just yeah, I think the, the for sustainable success over that event, that period of time, like that one yeah. person, and he always, he he always kind of knew at a certain point when he needed to refresh his team and bring new personnel in until old players to, you know, fuck off because you're not part of my team anymore. Thanks yeah. for your service yeah. as such. What do you yeah. think? Well, what I'd also if, bring up is the fact that what he got out of average players. Like, yeah. When yeah. you look at that team that beat Arsenal 8-2, like, you were looking at that team and you're like, it was like fucking six. I think, I think he had six centre mids on the pitch at one stage. Like, do you know yeah. Don't recall, mate. Blocked it out. Really. No, you wouldn't recall it. I'm <laughs> pretty sure it was FIFA. <laughs> what I was going to say he was also very good at getting rid of his number two yes look, his number two was two three years tops get new voice in, in the gym yeah. yeah very good like he Mike Phelan he Mike Phelan he had Mike Phelan he had Carlos Steve Quiros. McLaren he had Carlos Quirosh he had who was the guy before that who brought the uh, the class of the two in the Howard oh, I forget his name Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell it to be honest, but um, yeah, like I, I, I suppose it is person, but there's other, like yeah, that's a good point that like he, the fact that he was able to bring people in and out, like just shows that he, there was stuff yeah. that he was taking on board, like you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't just completely it's my way, like even is though it, it probably kind of was. There's as well as that, like there's probably we probably don't do it enough in this country. 
or this side of the world, but huge thing in like America and Australia is a coaching tree. So like Bill Belichick started out under someone, someone else has started out under him. So you've like Josh McDaniel, Daniels, um, the new coach of the Giants is former Belichick assistant coach. Um, gentleman, his name escapes me. Who's the head coach of the Lions? Is, is the former Patriots defensive end? So, like, who is the the top coach there? It's obviously like the top of the tree, but we don't know how far that goes back. Like, so Ferguson obviously started with Aberdeen. <laughs> who did he come up under? Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Guardiola done that, did he not? Did Guardiola not come out under Mourinho? Oh no, sorry. Um, he would have came out was, under. Uh, well, um, Mourinho it's, it's would have came out. That I'm thinking of is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Under... AVB, um, which is where's he now? <laughs> yeah, nowhere. I don't. Know. Um, probably a bad point, but a poor toe he done very well. No, no, but um, yeah. But he was out. He was out under Mourinho. But was Mourinho not under Guardiola? Maybe was that what it was? Am I wrong? No, Mourinho. Mourinho was under Bobby Robson. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona, Bobby Robson, yeah, yeah. I thought Guardiola fitted into that somewhere. Maybe he doesn't. Um, he, maybe yeah. he, maybe he was just after that. But like the point still remains. Bobby Robson's very good under. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. Like the point still remains. Like yeah, rest in peace, of course. Um, but I get what you're saying. Like it's there's a couple of good managers that have come out. The coach and three good managers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. In, but depending on the sport, like rugby league is kind of huge. Um, you can see styles of play from certain trees and stuff. I think if you're a bit more knowledgeable about the NFL than say any of us probably are, you can see <laughs> in <We're not. laughs> styles of play. We like. must say uh, we must get Cincinnati Steve on to give us a good explanation of the, the coaching trees yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And by get him on, I mean not get him on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still there's still quite a few there you could talk about maybe not now but a couple of years down the line so obviously like Lampard has stepped into management he's with Chelsea now yeah, Gerard, point, yeah. and yeah. then like out of, out of United you have Mark Hughes uh, Steve Bruce Roy Kane Solskjaer Giggs so there's quite a good few um, there uh, out of out of United as well obviously not all successful like yeah. you know uh, what I mean and if, 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 if Arteta hits at Arsenal He's technically yeah. come from Guardiola's. Guardiola's, yeah. Guardiola's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Exactly, yeah. It's a good, like, it's it's a good idea though because, like, who? I always say, like, not that I always say, like, as if I'm fucking some <laughs> motivational speaker, like, <laughs> but like, who would you be more interested in learning from? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, someone, like, I understand that there's times where, like, someone can coach a sport without, say, having played it. Yeah, it's rare. It does happen. It's not that rare. I know. Before you fucking jump in, no, I'm not. I'm not going to for a sec. (laughs) What I mean is, I'd rather somebody turn around to me and go, say, say we're playing football, for example, or say, let's say MMA, just for argument's sake. Like, my head coach was like a very accomplished professional fighter. Do you know what I mean? Like, he said, if he would say to me and go, I want you to do fucking let's say a jab for example I would much rather somebody turn around to me and show me how to do it knowing that they can do it rather than just be like oh no just do that and just say it do you know what I'm saying mm. and then if you were to turn around to them and be like will you show me how to do it and they can't do it either do you know what 
know what I'm saying? Probably, I probably made a, an arse at that point. No, you didn't. You made a good bone. Good, there's good, bones good. of it there. What I was trying to say to you before you get offended is <laughs> I think that's a cultural thing, though. Like, as in, if you look at, I mean, you keep going back to football, but it's probably easier because you can all put, put examples from it. Yeah, you go back to football, yeah. it, where we are, yeah, it's ex pros that get jobs. Yeah. But if you look at Germany and Holland, they're actually strongly against it. Yeah. They want educated people. So like Klopp was never a really great footballer player. In Holland, they have degrees in football and it's not a joke course. Yeah. It's like to get into the management side of football. Yeah. It's not all the boys that used to fail the leaving. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not like yeah, significant football. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a that's that's how they approach it, and that's the culture of the game. They don't care what you've yeah. done, it's what you can do. Um, but I do is understand Spain where you're coming from. To that? Um, I don't know. Because I remember there was there was a thing, and it was like I think they were saying about why the German national team was as good as they were, and they like they had like forty five thousand qualified coaches or something mm. on that scale of what you were saying, compared to like England, who had maybe only five thousand or something. Mm. But like. Because in England, you can just play Premiership football and then kind of go into management after that. Like, And you're not given, like, I think it's, it'd be hard in the sense that, like, if you look at, say, Giggs, who who, who you did mention earlier, Doc, um, going into management, but, like, his first job was fucking United. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Baptism of fire, like, you know. Instead of, like, it's, no, instead of, instead of United... After you said the F word, I thought you were going to say his brother's missus. Oh. <laughs> oh, poor taste. Oh, the poor taste. Ah, look, he got, he got a lot of money off Paddy Power Wouldn't for the advert. <laughs> yeah. El Rodri? Yeah. Rodri. Yeah, GGS. No, Rodri. Jesus, <laughs> um, that's twice in two weeks now that you've gone after brothers and, and women. Yeah. Yeah, the Earl Thomas. Thomas last week. Yeah. Like, I go at the gig, the gigs. No, no, but the Earl Thomas is a different one. Next. Earl Thomas is a different uh, one. It was, uh, uh, it was with his brother. <laughs> Not against yeah, his brother. The, they still, still, they still bro- talk. Still the brothers. Thomas brothers still talk. <laughs> I think, I think Roger forgive Del Roy. No, I don't think they do. I think they did after the ad, though. No. No, I don't think that. Well, I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, I also have to, I also have to fact check myself as well. On last week's yeah. episode, two two incidents. First one being the Patriots' unbeaten season was 2007, and so who was closer? You were with 2004. I said 2009. Um, I'll hold my hands up. I was wrong. The second one is more important to get wrong. I quoted Scott Parker after the 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 champ, the, champ, <laughs> the, champ, uh, the championship final, and I said something along the lines of, "As soon as you go home for and have a Chinese with the wife and the missus." Yeah. I meant to say the wife and the kids. In no way do I want to be <laughs> the front of a tabloid here. Three busted Barstool's podcasts breaks yeah. Scott yeah. Parker's yeah. affair. <laughs> we, we get we get slewed slewed. Yeah. Sued for slander. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure Scotty back definitely did have a wife and missus though. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> if, it comes out next week, if, it, if it comes out next week, I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah, like, you and these fucking calls man. Um yeah, I'm, not, I'm looking forward to next week's brotherly love segment. We must have a brotherly love segment in the second season. Yeah. See what else you can find. Yeah, I'll be clutching straws. 
it'll be two junior haulers in Leitrim or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, those who uh, who the won the junior B rowers. Won the junior B championship in Leitrim and went <laughs> buck wild. <laughs> who were the two boys that were, you know the two rower brothers? Yeah, the, their names yeah. Donovan's is it? No. Donovan's. Uh, Donovan's, yeah, yeah. It, I'd say if you do a bit of digging throughout the week, you'd find a CD story about them. Oh yes, I can imagine. Challenge so, accepted. Yeah. <laughs> back, back in coppers, having a few double vodkas with the lad. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get in our boat, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Pull on us like a dog. <laughs> they, 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 they were on them. Um, they were on Graham Norton. <laughs> They were on uh, yeah. and they said that someone the like a nightclub and he said he had that tattooed on his forearm and he was like you're joking <laughs> we, all oh. have, we all have questionable tattoos but that's that's up there yeah, that's yeah. up there yeah that's definitely go on get in you bitch Christian McCaffrey discarded such a thank god yeah the, uh, thank god the Cowboys are making a bit of a comeback here yeah Julio Jones just had to drop him two open touchdowns but that's neither here nor there ah uh, look leave him alone we let him away with it. Mm. He's done enough for that franchise. Yeah. Um, how are we looking, lads? Wrap it up. Yeah, call it a day, lads. Half, half past each, yeah. Sure, that's a. Oh, Jesus. That's, a, a, that's a good time. Washed. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of Child night, washed, huh? <laughs> um, and only two fine questions this week. Look, he didn't fucking send us in. Yeah. We'd have, we'd have been here all bloody night. Yeah, lucky, lucky, lucky. Um, anyway. I've been the Sasquatched. The Sasquatched? The Sasquatch. <laughs> He's been there. Lackluster. Lackluster. Uh, do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Take, a, take a seat, mate. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's been the Sasquatch. He has been the duck. And I have been the greatest human being to ever record a podcast. <laughs> Let's not forget, you're thank also you, off work tomorrow. You. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not finished. <laughs> thanks for sending your questions and thanks for listening to this week's episode, episode two, season two of the Three Bus Barstool podcast. Please like, subscribe, share, follow us on Instagram, Three Bus Barstool. Thank you, good night. Good night. Good night. Be safe. <laughs>